Buckle up. You are about to enter the Draws Cast podcast. Your host, author, and motivational speaker, Jeff Drozowski, will transport you through the world of motivation and leadership, always keeping an eye on having some fun, too. Sometimes with a guest, other times just Jeff. Either way, you will leave better equipped to succeed than when you came in. Here he is, the Draws, Jeff Drozowski. Hello, thank you, author, motivational speaker, trainer, coach, video blogger, and podcaster Jeff Drozdowski here, and welcome into the Drozcast podcast, speaking of motivation and leadership. Failure is not an option, mostly, is the title of this podcast. Before we dig into this episode, a couple of announcements. First and foremost, the Drozcast podcast is getting involved in a couple of programs that will help you support this program, and you don't need to do anything more than shop especially on Amazon. More on this in the coming days. The other announcement is, is for those of you who are business owners, I am opening up some space within the podcast for you to advertise your goods or service. The listener level is now at a point where it may be of benefit for you to advertise on the Drawscast. My contact info, as always, is on my website, drawstalks.com, and Kyla will tell you that info at the end of the episode, as she always does. Now for your homework or call to action. Let's go back to willpower. We talked about willpower in the last episode, and I asked you as your homework, so to speak, to research it a bit more and see how willpower can be applied to your life better. So while you were doing that, I did it as well, and I came across this article titled How to Boost Your Willpower with the subtitle Willpower is Like a Muscle in More Ways Than One. It is dated June 21st, 2013 from Psychology Today. So even though it's a few years old, still very applicable, I think. Uh, A growing body of evidence indicates that willpower and self-control are essential for a happy and successful life. The most well-known experiment, the Marshmallow Experiment, was begun in the 1960s by psychologist Walter Mischel. He offered four-year-olds the choice of a marshmallow now, or two if they could wait 15 minutes. He and other researchers then tracked the performance of these children as they became adults. They found that the children who resisted the temptation, that is, the one marshmallow now instead of two later, also known as high delayers, achieved greater academic success, better health, and lower rates of marital separation and divorce. Mischel concluded that the ability to delay gratification constituted, quote, a protected buffer against the development of all kinds of vulnerabilities later in life, unquote. So the question is, is how can you listeners out there improve your willpower? So I have three items here that I'm going to tell you about, and there are other ways for sure to help improve your willpower, but I wanted to give you three here today. First, don't keep yourself in a constant state of willpower depletion. I told you in the previous episode that as life has gone on, I've tried to eat well and exercise often to live a long and fruitful life. But I always gave myself a little bit of relief, so to speak, by taking one day out of the week, not exercising, maybe not even eating well, that is kind of splurging, as my wife calls it, where things that I normally don't eat, I would. Primarily sweets, uh, but also maybe having a beer or two, uh, but just something to treat myself and give myself a little reward for a week well done. 
Weightlifting is a great way to build muscle, but you wouldn't spend half an hour lifting weights just before helping a friend move their furniture because you know that your muscles would be too fatigued to do a good job. Neither would spending hours daily lifting weights with no recovery time. The same holds for willpower. While wisely exercising self-control is a great way to build willpower, never giving yourself a break is a good way to deplete your resolve. Number two, use your imagination. Imagination is a powerful technique for improving willpower. The body often responds to imagined situations in the same way it responds to experienced ones. If you imagine lying on a peaceful beach, listening to quiet, gentle music, then your body and your mind will go into a more relaxed state. And in the opposite, if you think of something that gives you anxiety, such as for many of you out there speaking in public, then your body and your mind go into a more anxious state. So use your imagination to calm yourself. And number three kind of goes to imagination as well, but it's thinking about something else. You can even use your imagination to keep unwanted thoughts at bay. In an article written way back in 1863 by a gentleman named Fyodor Dostoevsky, he made this observation. Try to pose for yourself this task, not to think of a polar bear, and you will see that the cursed thing will come to mind every minute. How do you avoid thinking about that white bear or anything else that gives you temptation or dread? Train yourself to think about something else. That is a tough task, a tall task, my friends. So what I like to do is to immerse myself in something where I know that I'm going to stop thinking about that thing that is giving me anxiety. Spending time with family, watching a movie, watching a ball game, or maybe even preparing for another episode of the Drawscast podcast is a way for me to forget about those things that make me anxious. So now on to today's lesson slash episode. Failure is not an option, mostly. In April of 1970, the United States launched the 13th rocket in the Apollo space program. It was aptly named Apollo 13. The intention of this mission was to land the ship on the moon just as the previous two, Apollo 11 and 12, had done. Unfortunately, there were many issues within the first 56 hours of the mission. Primarily, the issues were with the oxygen tanks and the loss of power. On the ground at Mission Control in Houston, there was a gentleman by the name of Gene Kranz who was in charge of the mission there in Houston. Upon learning of these issues, he gathered around his team and talked to them about ways to save these men and to learn about ways that these men could be saved from space. The space program had never been involved with anything like this before, trying to get people out of space and saving their lives, so to speak. So after a quick meeting, a plan was put into place. And before the team set out to come up with the plan to save these men, Gene Kranz pronounced that an astronaut had never been lost in the space program and it's not going to happen on his watch. Quote, Gentlemen, failure is not an option, unquote, was pronounced, and now lives in infamy. If you want more on this story and you like to watch movies, go to, uh, go to Netflix or go to Redbox and find the movie Apollo 13 starring Tom Hanks circa 1995. It is a great movie. Failure is not an option mostly. Again, as the name of this podcast. But you may be wondering why I put mostly in there. In the Apollo mission case, in order to save the men, failure was not an option. In order for that to happen, they had to take all that doubt out of their mind and just concentrate on things that they could do to bring those men 
from space. They couldn't think about what might happen otherwise. And fortunately, they were able to do it. So let's change history a little bit. What, let's say, would have happened if they indeed would have lost those men in space? A lengthy investigation would have been done to determine why what happened happened and corrections would have been made. That is usually a, a typical scenario when something wrong happens uh, in an organization, uh, in a company, and even in your personal life. And then you sit back and you determine where things went wrong, correct it so it doesn't happen again moving forward. This is usually what happens too when we are trying to reach our ultimate goal. We may have some failures along the way, but really failures are adjustments along the road until we perfect that road the best we can to make our road that we currently are on a success, basically to reach your dream. Failure is not an option is my new mantra. That phrase is how I live and helping me reach my dream. And everything that I have accomplished with DrawsTalks.com to date, behind the scenes, and some right out in front for everybody to see, there have been failures. These small failures have helped me make the necessary adjustments so that the big goal, which is making DrawsTalks.com a success, uh, continue down the road to success. I'd like to share a story with you, a personal story that happened uh, a few months ago. And I said some of these failures happened right out in front of people. And I had an opportunity to do a speech uh, in front of some peers of mine, other professional speakers. And the scenario was failure from the beginning. I had been traveling on the road for several weeks in a row. I got home on a Friday afternoon and I had to get up at 5 a.m. Uh, the following day, Saturday, to drive about two and a half to three hours to do this presentation. So I was exhausted to begin with. Then I got up at 5.30, made the long drive, and it did not go as well, nearly as well as I, I had hoped that it would. But I learned some lessons along that way. I failed to some degree, and I learned about the amount of rest that I needed in order to be sharp. And I also learned that doing too much at one time can cause failure as well. Unfortunately, folks, I learned that in front of peers, like I said, and, and um, to some degree, it was a little bit embarrassing, but I learned from that and I really have bounced back well since that episode. So I want to give you two other examples of people who have failed down their road to success. And you may be surprised at some of the failures these two gentlemen have had. The first one is a guy by the name of Bill Gates, right? You guys know him. So Bill Gates is now one of the world's wealthiest individuals, but he didn't earn his fortune in a straight line to success. Gates entered the entrepreneurial scene with a company called Trafodata, which aimed to process and analyze the data from traffic tapes. Think of an early version of big data. He tried to sell the idea along with his business partner, Paul Allen, but the product barely even worked. It was a complete disaster. However, the failure did not hold Gates back from exploring new opportunities, and a few years later, he created his first Microsoft product and forged a new path to success. The other example that I want to talk about is a, a sweet gentleman by the name of Milton Hershey. Yes, I did put sweet. I don't know Milton Hershey. I don't know his reputation, but he is the gentleman behind Hershey's Chocolate. So everybody knows Hershey's Chocolate, but when Milton Hershey first started his candy production career, he was a nobody. After being fired from an apprenticeship with a printer, Hershey started three separate candy-related ventures and was forced to watch all of them fail. 
In one last attempt, Hershey founded the Lancaster Caramel Company and started seeing enormous results. Believing in his vision for milk chocolate for the masses, he eventually founded the Hershey Company and became one of the most well-known names in the industry. Draw inspiration from these stories, folks, including mine, the next time that you experience failure, no matter the scale. In the moment, some failure might seem like the end of the road, but remember... There are countless successful men and women in the world today who are only enjoying success because they decided to push past the inevitable bleakness of failure. In short, learn from your mistakes, reflect and accept the failure, but revisit your passion and keep pursuing your goals no matter what. How many failures have you had along the road, folks who are out there listening, both professionally and personally? That is going to be your call to action for the next time we jump back into the Drawscast. Think about items that you're doing now that you may be successful at, but where along that road were there failures that you learned from? And what did you do to make sure that it didn't happen again? Small failures make you better, folks. And unfortunately, you'll probably continue to make them until you reach your ultimate goal. The Drawscast quote of the day. All right. Thank you. So a couple of quotes here as we continue to talk about failure not being an option Mostly, this one comes from a guy by the name of Dale Carnegie. Develop success from failures. Discouragement and failure are two of the surest stepping stones to success. And then the second quote comes from a gentleman by the name of Dennis Waitley. Failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something we can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. So basically, if you're going to try to reach your dreams and goals, you got to go out and do it. You got to be brave, put on a brave face, get out there into the world. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Drawscast podcast. I do have to tell you, though, folks, that I have two guests booked now in the next month to six weeks. You're going to start to see guests popping on the Drawscast podcast, and we will be speaking about motivation and leadership. So that's going to do it. I look forward to seeing and hearing from you again the next time we get into the podcast. Kyla, take us home, please. Thank you for being part of the Drawscast. Check out Jeff's website, drawstalks.com, to find out more about booking Jeff for your next event. Also at drawstalks.com, you can purchase Jeff's book, Inspired, How Our Differences Are Changing the Workplace, or inquire about Jeff's training programs and personal or executive coaching. All of Jeff's video blogs can be seen on his YouTube channel, Jeff Drozowski. Thank you and bye for now.